we live in a world where something is always brewing, knowing that we are not alone in our struggles oftentimes gives us the strength to keep pushing forward. So pour that cup of coffee because you, my friend, are not alone. Welcome to Coffee with Corey. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coffee with Corey. I'm actually on my fourth cup of coffee (laughs) for today. Okay, so here's a little like fun fact about me. I make a pot of coffee in my French press. I don't know. The coffee just tastes so much better in a French press. I feel like in a regular coffee pot, it comes out tasting burnt. So I make my pot of French press. In the last couple of months, I've been taking my extra coffee. I've been putting it in the refrigerator and pouring it over ice because I don't want to waste. And my inner Grandma Zotti voice is saying to me, waste not, want not. So I've been recycling my leftover coffee from my French press into making iced coffee and therefore not wasting it. So that is why I am on my fourth cup of of coffee. I haven't wasted any of it, so Grandma Zotti would be proud. Oh, if you listen to me long enough, you will definitely hear some more Grandma Zottiisms. And so when I grew up, I had the honor of having the most wonderful great grandma ever. She lived about a mile or so away from where I grew up. And I used to always ride my bike over to her house and she was always doing something, whether it was like ironing drapes. She would teach me how to crochet and embroider and hem pants and cook and garden. And so I am fully prepared to be a nonna to my son's children one day. I mean, that's a real long way off, but I am so prepared to be a nana. So to our episode today, we are going to be discussing gratitude. I want you to think about your child's artwork, okay? Now, your kid gives you artwork, and it's not perfect, but it's theirs, right? Like, it's super cute. They made it. They came to you, mommy, mommy, or dad, look at this. I made this for you. And they come to you, and it's like kind of sloppy. It's maybe it's not perfect. You know, they're learning. But when you take that artwork and you put it in a nice frame and you hang it on the wall, doesn't it look like a little bit more professional than like a wrinkled piece of paper with some crayon on it? Because you've taken the time to frame it up, give it value and put it in a, in a place where you're going to view it and admire it. And that's how I view framing things up with gratitude. It's life. It's not perfect. There's things that happen, coloring out of the lines. It's done by an amateur. This artwork, that's the life. And when we frame it with gratitude, when we look at it with appreciation and we place it in a position of value and a place to admire, that's how I want to view things in life. I want to frame things up, less than perfect situations, life experiences, things that we're going through good, bad, or indifferent. And when we frame them up with gratitude, we have a different shift of our focus and appreciation for what's happening. Gratitude is so important. Oftentimes, we hear the beginning of the story, we hear the end of the story, but we're not really sure how people get from A to Z successfully or maintaining a sense of joy in the midst of trials. And 
we need to start finding the silver lining because 10% of your life, you're on the mountaintop. And the other 90, you're either climbing up the hill or going down the hill. It's a small percentage that we are standing on the mountaintop in complete satisfaction of what's going on around us. It's a journey. It's a process. And if you find that you are not enjoying your life, I guarantee it's because you've lost sight of what you should be grateful in the midst of the daily living. And so gratitude is a tool that we can use to get to it from A to Z. Gratitude shifts our focus. When we begin to be grateful for what we do have, what we can appreciate, the things that we are a part of, it's then when we can experience joy and contentment. And so I want us to start thinking about how we can shift our focus from what's currently happening, the complaining, the gossiping, the negative energy, the things that go wrong, and how we perpetuate them by coming into agreement with the negativity. I really enjoy journaling. And the reason why I like journaling is because I'm able to write out how I'm feeling. It validates what's going on inside me. Sometimes when you speak words out loud, I feel like it gives them weight. It gives them energy. It it inflates them. It magnifies them. And especially when something negative is going on, that's the last thing that you want to do is is gossip or talk about it or complain about it. And in conversations, if it's not positive, chances are it's not going to help the situation. And I'm not saying don't be realistic. However, there's things that I don't need to say. There's times where I am thinking something, but I am not going to say that because it's only going to make situations worse for this person that's confiding in me. We need to be the stop gap to drama by not coming in agreement with it. So by coming in agreement with gratitude and positivity, we're going to make the situation better. We're going to shift our focus from the negative aspects, and we're going to focus on the things that we can be grateful for. And so I'm going to talk to you today about my favorite movie. If you you need to go watch it, it's actually on Disney Plus right now. It's called Pollyanna. This movie is an absolute classic. It takes place in the early 1900s. And so the premise is this little girl, her name is Pollyanna. Her parents die. Her mother and her father were missionaries. And she grew up in this missionary family, you know, abroad. And so her parents die and she has to go live with her aunt, who is very affluent, a wealthy woman. She's been running the family business her whole life and has brought it to a place of high success that she holds such esteem in the town. And she pretty much can throw her weight around in any direction. She says jump and they say how high. And now she has this child coming to stay with her. And she looks at Pollyanna and she's like, these are your clothes. And she's like, yeah, this is what we were given in the missionary boxes. This is what was provided for us. And so this is why I'm wearing this. And she's like, well, where are your other clothes? She goes, no, this is it. And so one of the very first scenes, the aunt takes her to the store and she's trying on all these outfits and she doesn't know how to act. She's not grown up in prestige and manners and very like 
cross your ankles and put your hands in your lap lifestyle. And so the aunt is like, just doesn't even know what to do with her. She just wants her business as usual life. And now Pollyanna is thrown into the mix. And so there's a scene in the movie where Pollyanna is conversing with the help and they're all doing their Sunday thing. They're getting things ready for dinner and they're complaining the help's complaining about some things that is going on. And Pollyanna says, well, let's play the glad game. And they're like, the what game? And she's like, the glad game. I bet we can think of something to be glad about despite what's going on. And they were like, okay, smarty pants. Well, you go ahead and you tell us what the glad thing in this terrible situation is. And so Pollyanna musters up and she's like, well, we could be glad because such and such. And they all start to giggle and laugh. And then they all start rattling off things that they could be glad about despite these not so great circumstances. And later on, she goes to say, if you look for the bad, you will surely find it. And so I always have taken those words and that game to heart. And even in my darkest times have always thought that it could always be worse. And there is something I could be happy about despite all the things going on around me. It is more challenging to look for the good thing. Any simpleton can find a negative thing. Any simpleton can find the bad in the situation. But it takes a person of self-control and awareness to notice the positivity and the silver lining despite hardship. I also hear sometimes how parents are very discouraged because their children are entitled and they feel like their kids don't appreciate, expect this, expect that. I've kind of sat with this this concept because even like I'll say to my husband, Abel's a little bougie about that. Mom, can I have a lobster roll? And I want him to want and like the finer things of life. I want him to experience great things. And I think as any parent, we want to give them what we had or didn't have in our childhood. And we want them to live their best life, right? However, they've grown accustomed to this and this is their normal, where maybe For us as parents, maybe we didn't grow up like that. One of my friends was actually talking to me about this. And I said to her, you know, you can't be mad at your child for expecting this when this is what you've provided them. This is their normal. They don't know anything else. And I said to her, and quite honestly, I don't really want them to know the dysfunctional lives that we had to grow up in. However, there is a point where we have to teach our children appreciation and gratitude in life so that they understand that not everybody has this lifestyle. And so I was thinking about how how to implement gratitude into kids, my son included. And I was trying to remember in my childhood and how I learned that. And I have this flashback of uh, my childhood where my family was very involved in um, the community and helping people, people that were in more of inner cities and helping them get things that they needed like food, counseling, support for their children, helping them take in rides to here or there, helping them meet their needs. And so I remember as a kid being tagged along to go along. It painted a picture for me that 
other people didn't live the life that I lived and that other people needed help. And as an eight-year-old, I remember thinking, wow, I'm really grateful for what we do have. It gave me a sense of something to compare it to, that people are less off than I am and I should be grateful. And so I think that that's a great thing. And I let my eight-year-old see me doing things to help people that are in lesser positions so that he understands about giving back. And I want to display that in front of him, that when you are grateful, it spurs generosity. I don't think of it always monetarily. I think of it as maybe poor in spirit. Somebody needs encouragement. Somebody is lacking. And it might not always be a physical need. It might be that person needs someone to listen to them. And so when you are a grateful person, it provokes you to be generous. And you don't need to be rich to be generous. You might say like, I don't have it to give. I'm going to tell you something. If you have a smile, if you can say thank you, if you can give words of affirmation, if you can just let the people in your own home know how much they mean to you, that's generous. Holding the door for someone is generous. Uh, Having common courtesy is generous. And we all have the ability to sow and plant seeds of kindness, love, and joy wherever we go. I want you to stop and think about how you could sow seeds of joy and generosity into the people within your reach. But it starts with you having a perspective of gratitude and being thankful for what you have and what you're going through, despite that it might not be fun, despite the fact that it might be stressful. But I bet you, if you play the glad game, you could find something to be glad about and shift your focus from the negative to the positive, it would make a world of difference. I'm going to leave you with this one thought as we wrap up. Corey Ten Boone. I love the book, The Hiding Place. And it actually, and I'm, I'm actually going to fight back tears as I'm like describing this. Corey Ten Boone, her sister, Betsy, in the concentration camps in Germany, I believe they were, And at one point, Betsy got lice and her and Corey were talking and they were trying to think of things, how they could be grateful and maintain positivity. And Betsy said, I'm thankful for the lice because of the lice, the guards don't want to come near us. And so it's given us peace from all this chaos. And I think that if Betsy could be thankful for lice in a concentration camp, we could find something to be thankful for. And so I challenge you to shift your focus today from something negative, stressful, and focus on the peace, the joy, the gratitude, the hope that you have in your life. And sow those seeds into the people that are around you. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining me today. And as always, I am your host, Corey Powers. Please follow, share, and review this podcast to help others seeking encouragement. For more information, be sure to check out my website, coreypowers.com. And tune in next time for more Coffee with Corey.